amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello and welcome to Back of the Net, especially you beautiful people that are listening via the audio pod. It's episode 181 and in this week's show, it's a chance to take a second look at the weekend's game versus Nottingham Forest. We've got Tom Jordan with me. Tom, how are you, sir? You all right? I'm okay. We did a goal, so I'm all right. And also, special guest, Ollie May. Ollie, how's it going, sir? You all right? Yeah, not too bad. Good to be here. And Ollie's got his own AFC Bournemouth and general football YouTube channel. Check it out. Link is in the description. Loads of stuff, including, I don't know how you do it, Ollie, but on your vlog, you got more information in about a quarter of the amount of time that it took for us to do our vlog. Ours was about 20 minutes. Yours was five, but yours was jam packed with content and loads of stuff. It was an interesting game to cover, wasn't it? Well, there was a lot going on. <laughs> um, and yeah, a- a lot in a small space of time. Um, the average view duration was about 20%, so yeah. I think too much for, uh, for a vlog. But, uh, yeah. there, there's, a man, there's a man who knows his YouTube analytics. <laughs> and uh, Forest fans, uh, stay tuned whether you're listening or you're watching, because I suspect we're going to talk about you and your club and what we think your chances are of staying up. Look, right, we're going to go around. Tom isn't dressed for the occasion. He's just gone casual. Ollie's gone for a proper retro look, right? And look, if you're watching on YouTube, I've got a shirt here. I'm going to do a close-up. Can you tell me the club 
and when we played this particular team, you'll see that shirt sponsor is Bimbo. Nothing to do with me whatsoever. However, let me know what you think. So we've got a point on the board as Gary O'Neill being permanent manager. And it was the story of two academy graduates of the weekend. One of them putts in the lead with a really well taken goal in the first half. But then... Heartbreak late on from another who slid in to secure Forrest a point. Now, before we get going, we're filming this at the Basement Studio. It's located in the centre of Bournemouth. They cater to musicians, producers, voice actors and podcasters looking for a professional environment to record, mix and master. Their studio, where we're at now, it offers a spacious live room with a separate vocal booth and a comfortable mixing room. Producer Tom, he's here in the background and uh, no doubt you'll get to know him over the coming weeks and months and our presenter Tom is here and we talked about getting you in one of these booths for either a song or a rap we could make that happen mate if we stay up I'll do whatever you want yeah whatever you want if we stay up whatever you want let let us know in the description in the comments uh, what kind of what tunes you want what tunes you want me to sing It's got to be Chris Manning, Never Give Up, the AFC Bournemouth song, right? We've got to do it. The studio also plays host to the Wanna Be A Star party experience, which is perfect for kids' birthdays, adult birthdays and hen-do's. Wannabeastar.co.uk then. So, the weekend. Mm. Let's talk about it. It was. It's a point on the board. Mm. It's a much improved performance, Tom. However, the inevitable frustration at the end of it. Yeah, it was... Yeah, it was improved. Um, I do think there was quite it was quite easy to have an improvement of what we've seen. Let's let's be real. Um, but there were improvements, and obviously, you know, we we took the lead and, and things, and we ain't been scoring goals, so that was that was good, and we nearly got over the line. But yeah, for me, it was still it was still really disappointing because I think you also look at the fixtures, you look at the opposition. They'd scored what two goals away from home before that mm. game. We got to win that. We've got to win that game. We've got to be better at winning the game. I think. You know, credit to him, but you know, they're to try and get a goal. They're bringing on Sam Sorridge. That's his first ever mm. Premier League goal. They haven't, you you know what I mean? They didn't. I never felt like they were, you know, going. It looked like it was just inevitable. We we were quite comfortable, and yeah, we've we've got to be winning that game, mate. And yeah, it was a it was a big blow. But as you say, there were improvements. To be fair, what's quite mad is that whilst it felt improved, that was the most amount of shots that Forest have registered in any game this season in the Premier League twenty, which says it all really but it was an improved performance one at Ollie and the crowd they they had something to cheer about for once because we put on a really good attacking display at times I thought well it was a lot more promising than what we've seen and like Mm. you say I think that was the the difference between the crowd and say crowds before and previous games Mm. we actually had something to believe in yeah you know maybe the full-time result you know some people will argue that we deserve more some Mm. people will say well we sort of gave the second half away but the way that we attacked the game, we actually attacked the opposition, yeah. gave people hope. And I think that's what we needed, really, more than anything, was a little bit of desire. Yeah. Not just to say, look, you know, we are defending for our lives, we are trying to stay in this league, but actually we're going to oppose ourselves, we're actually put ourselves into this league and attack team, which you've got to do at home, especially. Yeah, I, but I mean, the 20 shots that Forrest had, they didn't overly test Neto, really. No. Whereas we had some guilt-edged chances throughout that game. I'm thinking Kiefer Moore's header in the first half, Ryan Christie's header... Um, Atara had a couple of shots in the second half that he possibly should have been, uh, done better with. You know, overall, it it is a lot better. But 
you know, we're saying the same things every week. We need to take points off the teams in and around us. And we're not doing that. A point against Forest is not good enough, really. No, it probably isn't in the grand scheme of things. But as you said, we, we did have the better chances um, in, in the game. And yeah, I mean, I would never say that a Christie chance is a good chance. Um, to be honest, as much as he, he was he was better. Um, yeah, but the concern, concern for me was really, even though they didn't have loads of guilt-edge chances, you watch it back and watch the highlights, every corner is still scary um, we, we scrapped a few away didn't we and there was a bit of melee but we never looked great from set pieces and just going forward I think if we can if we can nullify teams with a lot more quality than us mm. that's one thing but then they're, they're going to have chances from set pieces as well and obviously they did score one that was just offside which was fortunate and I think that gave us a bit of a lift as well it almost that's the way VAR can can work now is it almost feels like you've got a goal um, when you get a VAR decision especially us that don't get many Um it's just, yeah, I think I think in general, mate, it is, like we said, it was it was improved. I do think, put it into context, it was quite easy to improve. I don't think we should get carried away. Um, Forrester, a decent side, obviously we'll come on to it. Look like they're in a decent position to stay up, certainly better than ourselves. But they're not, they haven't been good away from home um, this season at all. And yes, there were marginal improvements. But I think time we got promoted before, for example... Um, from the championship if we had performed like that we'd have said it was disappointing mm. I think it's just because of how bad we've been it, we felt oh this was better and it was mm. but I mean was it that good <laughs> did their keeper make that many saves no. again did we really like you said we had some chances but did we test the goalkeeper enough yeah, not for me at home to a team like I say not doing well away from home did we do enough to win that game not for me so looking at the table then we are below the dotted line Ollie um, and we're trying to attract players during a transfer window now mm. with a manager that's fairly under fire with a disgruntled fan base how are we going to attract players well, I mean you say that and Dan Juma's on the verge of joining Everton who are in similar positions. going to say you know you look at our position you think oh I couldn't get any worse than that welcome Everton I mean <laughs> yeah. that's the thing you know we're, we're trying to like you say say look we're going to do all these incredible we've got this amazing new owner it's going to be it's going to be like Las Vegas style entertainment we're going to be flying we're going to get Europe and all this you know and you just think hold on a minute you know (laughs) we've got like you say a manager that who knows if he's going to be here for another month another Mm. game another year you know we don't we don't know at the Mm. end of the day um, at the moment where things are going to turn you know one win in how many games now but on um unavailable to get three points in mm. five games yeah you know it, it's not something that players are going to want to join um so it's it's one of those that you think over time maybe you're going to look back and go was it a proposition that players and you know, younger players especially are going to want to build into yeah i'm not sure mm. yeah absolutely so look Let's, let's go into the nuts and bolts of the game. And look, we've also got a load of your questions as well that you've submitted on Twitter. Thank you so much. We've had so much feedback. So we're going to be going through them later on. So we won't talk about the match too much. However, we do just want to talk about the team that took to the pitch, Tom. And it was a 4-3-2-1 mm. by the looks of it. We were thinking 4-3-3, but yeah. it was a changed central defensive partnership. And that was the first thing that really surprised me, actually. Yeah, it did surprise me. I think the, the Stevens one in particular, because uh, Mecham's been arguably our best player of the season. So that, that was a surprise. Um, 
don't know what the particular reason for it was, but you know Stevens hadn't done himself any harm. Before. He was he was pretty solid. I think what we saw in the game was um, Lloyd Kelly being the left centre half did allow Jay Z to bomb on because Lloyd's got that pace to be able to cover that left side, yeah. whereas Celeste maybe can't do that as well. So that that did suit. Um, I was actually more surprised that Pearson won playing mm. without Lewis Cook and putting Rothwell in surprised me. Um, I thought we'd done well though, as I'm sure we'll come on to. And then Ryan Christie more centrally, that's what I mean. We didn't know if maybe Watara would, would join Kiefer Moore and kind of maybe go 4-4-2, but um, Christie was inside and Watara out wide. And what it did, I think I said on the fan cams after, what it gave you with Christie not being one of the wingers, was you had two wide men who were going to run at their fullback and mm. get us up the pitch a little bit better, which we missed with no Tavernier. Um, and obviously, Sariki can't get in the team. Well, yeah. I don't really know why. Um, but yeah, I... It was a, a surprise, but I didn't look at the team and think it was horrific. I no. did think, oh, that's a bit, a bit of a surprise. But I think um, you can't question that the, the team selection was awful or anything. Because um, as we've said, there were there were slight improvements. First time, we, it seems, Ollie, that we've played with a bit of balance on in terms of having two uh, players on either flank that are very attack-minded. And that you sometimes we play with Anthony on the on the left side and then Christie on the right, who's 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 not a man to take on a player. Mm-hmm. He, he's he's sort of more of your Matt Ritchie or whatever. But um, nice to have that on the right-hand side. And it's fair to say that he had a pretty decent debut. <laughs> oh, it was fantastic. I mean, I don't know how he... Jumped so high. Yeah. He's got a leap, hasn't he? Like, Jesus, I don't know how he's done it. <laughs> I'm just watching him and I'm thinking, what has this guy not got? Yeah. He's got a left yeah. foot, he's got a right foot, he can win balls in the air, he's yeah. brilliant. And like you say, the balance on either side, I think actually gave him more of an opportunity. Yeah. Not actually that oh, we're going to force down his side because he's the only one that's actually going to take people on. But actually... Having Anthony, having, I think he had a fantastic game as well. Andrew probably yeah. his best game I've, I've seen him play. Yeah, Maybe massively. back in the championship he had a couple of yeah. good games. But a Jay-Z was, and Anthony combination, who knew? <laughs> exactly. Um, it's funny because you almost say when a, when a winger, is, well, when a fullback's got a winger in his back pocket, it's usually a bad thing. Yeah. But when Jay-Z's got Anthony in his back pocket, he's like, go on, do something. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, it's brilliant because you, you, you do think, you know, we've got almost a foundation to build on. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, Kiefer could have had, a, mm. you know, a couple in that game. And like you say, Christie, not really ever been known for scoring goals, you know, necessarily. But everything else going forward actually looked like it was working. Yeah. And we, we've mentioned how many times Sariki's could have been put in, mm. you know. Yeah, I think it. I think I think as well. It's like you say, the combination of of Jay Z and Anthony was great. I felt I, I've kind of I haven't been overly critical in the sense that he hasn't always gone with um, Anthony and Jay Z down that side. And I think I kind of alluded to it earlier. I think we found now that you can. He's always been worried about Jay Z defensively, which I appreciate. Yeah, I think what he's what he hopefully has seen in that last game was that. If Kelly's your left centre back, you you can take a bit more of a gamble on that side because he has got the legs to cover round, which maybe Celeste didn't. So I think we that that was a real positive going forward, as I think we've seen. Hopefully, Gary's now seen. Actually, I can trust them two down the left because mm-hmm. I don't think he's overly been wanted to do that. We've we've played a lot of, of different ways, and and he hasn't trusted Jay Z a lot. He didn't even come on against Brentford, did he? No, no, so. No. He's tried Kelly at left back, so yeah, that that was promising uh, for sure. And as you say, with Tara, I was I was really impressed. I mean, O'Neill kind of said afterwards, wasn't sure if you know how he'd get on, mm. but it proved that he didn't take him off. He, he you know, you would. I thought he's kind of gonna. Uh, when when they scored and I saw um, Dembele I thought well Watara was going to come yeah. off and he took Christie off so he obviously thought actually no I can trust this guy already to to continue out there and yeah yeah no I did like him I did like him a lot and for a debut. 
didn't really know that. I think they were saying Sariki was kind of translating uh, a lot of instructions yeah. to him because um, I don't think we have anyone else that kind of speaks his language. But yeah. it was a positive debut, mate. And I actually kind of looked at I'm sure we'll get onto it. But um, I kind of looked at him and thought, could you play him through the middle? Yeah. Um, with, with Dom out and Kiefer having a not not one of his best games, I thought because I wasn't sure how he would be in terms of like you said, Ollie, aerially, bit of strength about him. I thought could you go with like an Anthony Watara, Dembele, and mm. play a bit more counter attack with pace? And I think you probably could. Mm. I think you know there's a few things about the lineup. I mean, having Neto, I think it's absolutely vital to us, and we have missed him massively. Is is his distribution? I thought was was really good yesterday. Um, there was. You know what really um, it sort of interests me? Whenever we play Forest, why do they switch ends? I think it's Steve Cook. Do you think it's Steve Cook's influence? Yeah. I think it it is. They've done it in the promotion game, didn't they? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I I always remember years ago when um, O'Driscoll went to Doncaster and they've done it straight away. And I think it is just one of the things because if you've got, I mean, it might be Sam Sarge as well to be fair, but if you've got some sort of in there, it does tend to happen more. Um, be interested to see in our next home game against Newcastle with um, Eddie Duncan yeah. the same. But teams do tend to do that when they've they've got someone in there that knows that we always prefer to do it. Well, I said that because there was there was a goal kick that Neto took, and I was thinking it's the first half because we were but it's, but it wasn't. It was the second half because we were attacking the Ted Mac, and there was a it was like a sort of Ramsdale esque or Pickford esque. It was a very low drive that um, found Kiefer Moore, and it was just yeah that kind of distribution. I thought was right. was absolutely superb. And you know what? Throughout the team, confidence flowed, and we did create chances. Like, like you said, I think Anthony was was really good. And we're talking about Atara, Watara. I keep on saying Uatara, but yeah. when you think about it, we is spelled O U I in French, and that's yeah. we. So Watara or Watara. Chris Temple pronounced it completely different. Yeah, he did. So anyone else pronounced it? I don't know if it's Dango or Dongo either. No, exactly. Don't know if it's Dango or Dongo. Yeah, but. It doesn't matter when he's doing the things that he's doing. And I think it was Kiefer Moore that won the header. And like you say, he, he leapt and he was behind his marker, but then did him for pace. And uh, he put the ball in first time. And Anthony's touch and finish, that is that is underrated, that is. Because he was he was running so fast, Ollie. He took a touch with his left just to cushion it. And then almost in one movement with his right foot, put it on the opposite side of goal. What a goal that was. Really good. It's really, like you say, it is a really underrated finish because yeah. it looks so simple. It does look... Yeah. You know, for those, those of you that play football, you realise that one touch with your left foot and then the strike with your right foot or right, vice versa is so difficult to do because you've got to have your balance completely right. I say this like I'm an ex-professional footballer. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean. It's, you know, it... You're pretty handy, to be fair, though. Well, I'm not sure. I'm, I think if I took a shot like that, I'd be up in the ceiling somewhere, you know. Probably clear, yeah. um, as Atara did in the yeah, second half. Yeah. But, yeah, it, I mean, the, the finish was... was pin, it's like he scored sort of 15 goals already, this yeah, season, yeah. that sort of finish. Um, and it is one of them where you think, you know, get it on target, but also if you can hit that you know tiny little gap where the goalkeeper can't quite get down quick enough and sort of find that corner mm. it is almost unsavable and you know like I said the, the speed that he was running at it was brilliant and he had a couple before that where mm. you know could have, uh, Atara could have pulled it back and given him another chance but mm. you know I think Anthony cutting in, in front of Kiefer Moore which he, he mentioned in his post-match um, interview that that was something that they were working on mm. is something potentially handy mm. for us and mm. something that maybe you know whilst we haven't got these promised four or five new signings potentially we've got something new that could cause teams a problem. Mm. I think that was, I was, I was going to mention that, that the position that he's taken up there, he's, he's playing wide left and he's, mm. you know, to, to make that run, 
after, as you say, Kiefer Moore dropped off and Watara's got in, you need your player on the opposite side to get in, yeah. get into the box. And I don't think we've done that enough. It's too easy to hang back, isn't it? Easy. In your, like, on your left flank and almost put the responsibility on the shoulders of someone else. But yeah. he took responsibility. In yeah, no, absolutely. And that was that was a really that was a really good run. And I think Watara's going to give you that on the other side as well. That's and that's that's key. Um, I say, and that finishes Clark. I don't think Dom Solanke scores like that. No. Do you know what I mean? And do, do, you know, so. And he's normally our main goal threat. So yeah, we're really pleased with Jalen. I thought he was he was excellent. Um, let's just can we just get them nailed down, please, Jason? Yeah, them, absolutely. We need talk it. about Lerma, but we need to nail them down because for the future as well. You know, um, you know how much I love Jefferson Lerma, but if you offer mm. me two of the three, I, I want them to sign up. Mm. Yeah, so it, it was tit for tat in terms of chancing. I think Brennan Johnson had a low shot saved in the second half. It almost went slow motion, but Neto did really well to get down to that. Um, Moore had a pivoting shot wide after Christie had a shot blocked. The keeper was diving, but never even reached him. And then he managed to regain his composure. But as it was, Moore put it wide anyway. Dango had a couple of volleys uh, that one of them cleared the Ted shed, as you said, and the other one over the bar. But you know what? It was it was good football to watch. But a tale of two managers now, midway through the second half, one of them doesn't really do anything and one of them makes a host of changes. And Steve Cooper's changes on, what was it, 75 minutes? Yeah. Changed the game. Yeah, they were proactive. We were probably a bit more reactive in, in terms of the the changes. I think it's, it, listen, it is easy in hindsight when you when they score. The, if they don't score the goal, you, we don't talk about the, the changes, you know. I know. It is what it is. But um, I do think that we, we needed to to press higher we were Rothwell I think it made sense taking him off thought he was brilliant but he, he lost his legs he hadn't played a, a lot of football I just felt Sariki was, was there to get us up the pitch um, and stop it coming straight back all the time mm. um, weirdly I think if with Dom injured I think if um, if Jamal Lowe was still at the club I think he would have come on for Kiefer because yeah. I think Kiefer was dead on his feet but we had no one to bring on for him um, and yeah they, they, made, they made good changes at the right time they kind of had to to be fair but yeah, I just felt we were waiting and I actually saw just, just before the goal, I don't know if you noticed that Mepham was about to come on. Oh, okay. So he was gonna he was gonna invite him on even more, which worried me. Mm. I thought, you know, if they hadn't scored that goal, he would have what, probably taken off Christie still or Watara maybe, and he would have chucked on another centre half, which mm. would have just invited the pressure even more. Which concerns me, but um, yeah, I understood Rothwell for Pearson. I did get it. I just felt Sariki could have come on and, you know, just taken a little bit of pressure off us, mm. get us up the pitch a little bit more. It was just they, they, they weren't doing an awful lot, but it just felt like it was just... It, we were just waiting every attack after every attack and just hoping we could clear things. But um, I've got to be honest, I remember thinking at the time, what they do, they're bringing on Sam Surridge. I mean, what's he going to do? He's never scored a goal in the Premier League. That doesn't bother me too much, but... There you go, you fair play to what was going to happen when you thought that. When, as soon but, as you think... Oh, yeah, right place, Sam right Surridge. time. But it did it did feel as though when they made those changes, our mentality changed a little bit and we, we sat back a little bit. And I don't know. I feel. I feel. I feel as though the goal really came out of nothing. Really, it was a key for mistake. I think he was trying to just uh, cushion it back to Ben Pearson. I think it was, yeah. but there was a bit of a miscommunication, and as a result, fell to Brennan Johnson. And I was thinking, as, as Tom, you're, as you're saying there, if that happens on the halfway line, yeah, it's not a problem. Yeah, no, so that's if, right. If we are being a little bit more. Yes, but you know why was Kiefer back there? Because we're, so, the we're so deep. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're going deeper and deeper. So yeah, that, that's the problem. As as Ollie just mentioned, if you're if you're then twenty yards further up the pitch, which a person like Sariki does mm. does give you, then um, then that doesn't happen in that position. But um, yeah, but but as you said, yeah, I agree. It was seventy five. But when they done their changes, we done the Rothwell one, yeah. didn't we? And um, it did seem to, even though let's be honest, they they had much more possession than us the whole of that second yeah. half that change did kind of feel like they were yeah they were up in the ante a little bit um, 
and it, it didn't quite work. Do you think Forrest could be all right this season, Ollie? Because I thought they were f- fairly disciplined and Steve Cooper's, he's getting points where he needs to now, doesn't he? And they're, they're thrown in the odd surprise with like Liverpool win, etc. So that, you know, they've, they've got momentum and they've got a squad that seems very together, you know, given the fact it was, what, 23 signings and they're all effing shit, you know, like you <laughs> yes. said, at their place. He seems yeah. to have gotten playing as a, as a well-oiled unit now and it looks like they're going to strengthen even further. So mm. they're in a good position, really, aren't they? They are, and and to be fair, you know, we mentioned the signings, but they had nothing coming up, and mm. arguably it was, I mean, we weren't far off them in terms of, we didn't have Premier League players, I feel, that mm. were always going to sort of provide the whole way through the season, and now obviously, you know, Siriki's not had much of a chance, Jermaine mm. Lowe, not really involved, mm. um, now obviously he's, he's not involved mm. at all, but... It's it's interesting because you you bring in so many signings and it could either go one or two ways. It could be a disaster and no one fits, and we see what um, I think it was Fulham was it a couple of years yeah. ago? Yeah, yeah. Where they brought in so many players and it just yeah. collapsed. Or you know you keep at it, and you keep at it, and they've only lost one in their last six. Now one in their last seven. That was a cup game, so it wasn't even mm. a, a league game. And like you say, they are picking up points, and they I think the word you use there, disciplined, mm. it is mm. what you need to be in the mm. Premier League. You need to get to games with belief that okay yeah they've got a better squad yeah you know it's one of the big six whatever or okay you know it's a difficult game Nate Bournemouth need points today whatever game it is you've got to go in with belief and I Mm. think he's sort of built into that that squad now Steve Cooper that we go in and we give our game yeah you know rather than worrying about them focusing on them we give our game so I I think they'll be okay Yeah. yeah I think they'll be they'll definitely be scrapping I think um what they've done really well is they start the season awful and which shouldn't be a surprise with the amount of the turnover of players they had. Mm. But what they did is they went, who's available? Who can we get here? We've got the best coach we can have. Mm. We, you know, let's just let's just wait for him to, to get it right with his group of players and know, know his way of playing. Because he had to chop and change a lot at the start to see what the right formula was. Yeah. Um, but even in our game, we, we mentioned there that our left side was doing really well. Uh, Aurea was at right back struggling with, with Jaden. And they bought a Nico Williams for it. They can mm. change their right back for yeah. a right back that's just as good, um, quite comfortably. And then their goal comes from that side. So yeah, they, they've they've got good squad depth. I mean, we know that because I think Bournemouth fans all rate Steve Cook, and they mm. he can't even with injuries at the back. He's struggling to get to get minutes. Um, and they've got some. They have got some talent players. I, I really rate Gibbs White. Mm. I think he's a really good player. I think I think he looks good for them. So yeah, they're they're going to be in it definitely. But. Um, they they might just have enough potentially. They're certainly in a better position than we are anyway. Mm. So, uh, Sam, sorry to get a few boos, <laughs> Ollie. Yeah. I didn't hear much of it myself, but apparently there was a few emanating from the North Sound. I think most of it is not geared towards Sam, but his dad after some questionable tweets uh, a number of months ago where he criticised yeah. AFC Bournemouth and bigged up Nottingham Forest. <laughs> that's that's the way to put it, questionable. Yeah, I, I don't know really what he was thinking. To be honest, he's not going to help. Sam out because he's always going to eventually come back and play against one yeah. at some point um, but no I mean it is what it is some fans will, will boo him I just to be honest I just saw him come on and thought oh Christ mm. please no he's not him yeah. not have everybody I don't think it was I think a lot's been made of I think probably because he scored yeah. about uh, I mean it wasn't like he got slaughtered in my opinion no I mean no. actually when he warmed up in the first half he actually got a few claps it was more pantomime it was than pantomime anything. that's the yeah. way of putting it and I think it was kind of like it was more aimed at his dad and that's the only way he can get his dad because he's removed his Twitter um, <laughs> but you know Sam come through the academy's done I'm pleased to see him doing alright I mean not at the moment because they're we're in competition with Forrest but um, I, I always thought he'd be a handy player do I think he's going to be a lethal Premier League striker probably not no. but he always comes on and works hard and obviously fair play to him for getting the goal but it never quite worked for us he never never quite happened for him he, he'll probably say he could have done with some more minutes but 
I think at the time, to be honest with you, I didn't think he was quite good enough when he came in. Um, mm. But yeah, I want that bother for him to be. It's always going to be hard for him because he's on the bench with Steve Cook, who's always going to get an amazing reception. So yeah. you know, but I don't think I think a lot's been made of these boos. I don't think he was slaughtered. No. To be honest, with do you, you. Uh, do you fancy a few factoids? Not really. So, as well as becoming just the second player from uh, Burkina Faso to play in the Premier League after Bertrand Bert Traore, you you were about to say it, Bertrand yeah, Traore, yeah, because I, I, I heard it the other day. Yeah, Watara became the first Bournemouth player to provide an assist on his Premier League debut. Also, Bournemouth recorded ten plus shots in a Premier League match for just the sixth time this season, though they've been outshot by their opponents in how many of the twenty league games that we've played? Let's have a little competition. How many? matches do you think the opposition have had more shots than us this season We've 18 it's got to be high uh well, 17 17 bang on the money do, do you know Ollie's the, a better fan than you you're out next do week. you know the games by the way or not no I, I was trying to think I, I reckon Southampton we probably outshot them didn't we yeah I can't remember actually I mean what about Everton at home surely? oh yeah surely. forget about that one the Everton at home maybe Forest away actually yeah but, perhaps, um, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair yeah. but um that is that's high isn't it Mm. But the problem yeah. is, if you've got a relatively decent defence and the shots are coming from miles out, it's not a problem. Mm. But we seem to allow, you know, and obviously from set pieces as yeah. well, when most of the shots are coming from your six yard areas, you know, you think that's why we're conceding the goals that we are. Yeah. If you're, yeah, you can, yeah. you can kind of. Um, Take it with a pinch of salt, them stats. If you're, say, a Burnley of old, that you know you're a brick wall at the back and you ain't going to see many goals. So, you know, really, you don't need to, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you know you ain't going to see many. We always look like we're going to concede. I'd love to know what it is uh, for shots taken in terms of how many shots. Obviously, mm. shot, you know, I suppose it says it anyway. But I'd love to know how many shots we've taken in terms of every other club in the league mm. overall. We must be. We'll be bombed by a while. Yeah, mile, I would have thought. And and what's also worrying is when you look at the, the on the baseline tracker from uh, the other fourteen who concentrate on everyone but the big six. We're on minus seven. We're bottom, and also on a league table as well. We're we're not doing too well as it is, and we are below the dotted line as I said earlier in the actual league table. And how are we going to attract players? What are we oh. going to do? It it sounds like. Well, what's this Phil? Bill rumour that I've seen floating about over the last 24 hours is there some like yeah. journalist from Scandinavia suggesting that he wants out yeah it does see, it does see rumours I think um, uh, Daniel Davis at Dorset Life said there hasn't been an approach as far as the club no. are aware but there's been a few murmurings of clubs around Europe looking at him I don't know with, with Bill and I think um, he, if he were to leave I think he's probably been a little bit underappreciated because his numbers mm. are quite good for us but um, what we'll say is uh, me and Ollie were talking off air about it and after the Kelly uh, booze against Burnley he was the one that come out and disappointed rightly so mm. um, and then against Brentford he was the first down the tunnel um, and then he's obviously injured um, after being in training for this game so it doesn't seem like he's too happy I um, I totally get him supporting his teammate Lloyd Kelly yeah. didn't, didn't really like that he walked down a tunnel but you know it is what it is um, he doesn't seem someone that's this is just my opinion I don't know anything he doesn't seem like someone that's overly enjoying himself at the moment mm-hmm. um, and I do think do I think we could replace Billings goals and numbers now no I don't so I don't want him to go do I think he's the best player to have in a relegation scrap probably not mm-hmm. I mean Huddersfield would probably agree um, I think this what? is yeah I think this is his fourth Premier League season um, he could have three relegations quite yeah. comfortably so it's not someone that I'd be absolutely devastated, but equally, I think he's been a, a decent player for us. I don't know what you think, Ollie. I just don't. I just think when you're in this, put it this way: if if you look at it black and white, as much as I thought Christie done well in this kind of role at the weekend, who's going to get you more numbers, Phil Billing? hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. 
but would I be devastated to lose Phil Billing in a relegation scrap? I don't think I would. If we got a decent well, it fee depends. for him. Yeah, as you say, just there. The fee, what we get. Yeah. If we're letting players go for nothing, obviously, mm. JD and Anthony, we don't. Yeah, because he's got a year and a bit. He's got a year left, and yeah, he's, he's still re- relatively young. Yeah. yeah, so we'd get something. Yeah, mm. and it's Valencia that apparently we're linked, you know, they're linked with, and maybe that you know could be a, a decent chunk of money that you can invest elsewhere. A lot of people say he's you know, lazy or he's you know not as invested as other players. Mm. I think he is. Mm. I really do think. Yeah. Not. I think he's invested. Obviously, not lazy. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um. I think he does care. I think yeah, his, yeah. his style of play, yeah, as exactly. you say, is. You know, he's very elegant on the ball, but he, he, yeah. he really does care about providing his team chances, getting mm. results. But like you say, he is not the sort of player that will, you know, be all over the place. Mm. You know, For example, the, the Gustavo Scarpa, I think his name is, that came on for Forrest at the weekend. Mm. You know, he's in a relegation battle, so are Forrest. I think, like I said, I think they'll be okay. But it was a bit like he came on and was everywhere. Mm. Is building that sort of player? I don't know. As long as you get a decent chunk of money for him mm. I think it, it depends on whether when the club's at with, with someone like like Billing as well because I think it's weirdly I think it's lazy to just call him lazy because mm. if you yeah. I know for a fact if you looked at the numbers he isn't lazy he isn't lazy he covers a fair amount of ground he makes a lot of interceptions he's not lazy I think sometimes his style doesn't help him I think Pittman got that a lot as well whereas Christie would you you would say he's one of the most yeah, unlaziest players because yeah. he works so hard yet his end product is not as good exactly. as Phil Bills. but I think um, I think it does depend I mean the comparisons I'm going to make here are not in terms of footballing ability but what I'm saying is with these sort of players it kind of depends how you function as a team so Arsenal when they were in a really bad place, Meza Ozil was mm. awful, getting a lot of criticism yeah. because you can't have a player like that when you're not functioning. If you put him in the Arsenal team now, I bet he'd look like a superstar mm. because of the way everyone else is functioning. Yeah. So I think last season, the Championship, when we were having um, a few really good performances playing well, Binning looked absolute superstar. You thought mm. he was too good for this level. But when you ain't getting much of the ball, um, you're not creating many chances, you kind of think, we might as well just have Pearson in there trying to kick people. It's, And I don't think that's all Binning's fault. Um, mm. Do I want him to go? Absolutely not. But uh, mm. as Ollie says, if I don't know, and if his head's not there, then you might as well let him go. Mm. So it's, it's a difficult one. I think a positive was that I felt, if you can keep him fit, that Rothwell looked like he actually, I didn't think he would offer us anything mm. from what I've seen. But after the weekend, I think, actually, could he give us some remainder of the season? Maybe he can. Hmm. So we asked for some questions and we're going to probably reference a few things we've said before on this pod already. Layla says something different from reading the Twitter feed and the sudden rumour of Phil Bill leaving and a fallout within the team. Apparently, Mm. if you guys, I'll put this to Ollie, if you guys were the manager, what positive team building exercise would you do to get the togetherness back? Uh, A little caveat, a pub crawl doesn't count. Oh, I'm out then. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't be taking them to Dubai. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Oh yeah, I don't. It's only that you just put the whole team together and not mm. care about an end result because there's so much pressure at the moment on yeah. getting an end result. Yeah, just go down the pub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're just going to say pub. It's pop, always the answer. Pop World Newcastle. Have a chat with Eddie. Yeah, well, you know what? And that I was I was about to reference him, and I feel bad and sad for sometimes referencing his name too much. But uh, God, we were so lucky with him. Crystal said the same thing. Do you think team morale is low? What do you need? Uh, what do you think we need to do to boost this? And um, under Eddie, I, I do notice that that we did a lot of you know team building exercises, whether it's down the beach or having a walk, and there seemed to be a bit of togetherness. One thing that 
I really miss is seeing the behind the scenes footage in the dressing room. Do you remember, yeah. like, of course, they do all angle, but they also used to do behind the scenes. So when the players walking into the changing rooms, you saw a little bit of that. It was like pitch I, walk, I, wasn't it? I used to like the pitch. Yeah, walk. Yeah, pitch walk too, yeah. and I really like that. And it, I, I don't know, it just seems as though the fans need to feel connected to the players again mm-hmm. a little bit. And there, mm-hmm. there does seem to be that disconnect. And also, when certain media pundits and uh, commentators are saying that. Uh, there's a lot of booing going on sometimes when I don't think there is Um, and also sticking up for the club sometimes when I feel as though they possibly shouldn't I don't know it just creates more of a divide because we're just getting more frustrated and really all we can do is voice it on Twitter and social media and then inside the ground when we're not doing good things but so pub crawl for you (laughs) I think so yeah I mean like you said with Eddie there you know whatever it was that was are going really well or, or not very well with Eddie. And we did have some incredible times, obviously. And, mm. you know, you look back at the, the incredible times, but also the difficult times. You know, during the relegation um, season from the Premier League, we there wasn't ever a... You know, there was a lot of questions, oh, should Eddie be still... You know, has the players given up on him sort of thing? Mm. But Eddie did everything he, he could yeah. to get the players to believe... Um, and that you know, you look at what he's doing now in Newcastle. After every game, there seems to be a picture. Yeah, you know. mm. it's just sometimes in football you need belief and, and just a togetherness. That, you know, I think that Eddie looked like he believed in his processes. He, I think we even had a real bad run under Eddie, like four in a row or something, four oh, losses. And but mm. you saw you sort of knew like when Eddie spoke in his press conferences or his post match interviews, he was always really assured, and mm. you trusted him as a result. I don't quite get that feeling from O'Neill, but that's possibly a lack of experience. And we could also, um, I've, I think we can make a comparison with, with us and, and Forrest here, who obviously were saying, seeing the uptake in, in form. And I think what's happened is they went through a really sticky patch, but they knew they had a good coach. Mm. They knew. I mean, Cooper's mm. proved it. He's a good coach. Um, and after all them years in the championship and, and the lower leagues, he come in and, and sorted them out. So, they, so all them players could hang off his every word and go mm. he's the man that will sort us out. We've got no disrespect. We've got a manager that's never managed. So mm. why are they going to just buy into what he's saying all the time as well. Um, I think what could help the morale in in general is is getting a few good bodies through the door. I mean, Watara mm. would have helped that with his performance, but you get a few players in that the, the rest of the squad think, oh, he's going to help. He's mm. going to help us. That gives us a bit more. Um, you know, we, we just drew the last game and now we've got a few more additions in. This could help. Um, Tavernier coming back. Oh, that, that could give us a boost. Mm. I think things like that do, do help. I think it's no... You mentioned it earlier. I don't think it's any... Um, it's a lot of shock that we we looked a little bit more solid when Neto's back in goal. No yeah. respect to Travers, but they it feels like oh we've got a, a Brazilian goalkeeper with a lot of experience to play for Barcelona in goal now. Yeah, and it just everything it should should lift you. So little little bits like that can help. But um, I do think the the problem is the you know the the how are they going to trust a a manager in a process that's never been in this situation mm. ever. Yeah, it's... and I'm not I'm not talking about relegation crap. I'm talking about being a manager of a football club. Mm, well, a Premier League like football said, The things he says doesn't sound convincing. Mm. I mean, in, in the post-match um, at the weekend, you know, well, uh, you know, Dango or Atara was very, uh, very impressive. We, ideally, we wanted him to start on the bench, but mm. you know, with the players that we have, with, with Tal and everyone else, we had, you know, had to start him. It was like, well, do you want to start him? <laughs> do, did, did you <laughs> yeah. want him to start or not? You know, because that's the sort of thing that, as fans, if, if he comes out and he says. You know, he was straight into the lineup. He really impressed us in training the day before. We've got full belief in him and the players that are out at the moment. That once we get together, we are going to get you know some results. In we have got players coming through the door. It does give you an idea mm. of okay, we, you know, yes, the results haven't been there, but we've got a build you know building blocks. Whereas, well, we did want to put him on the bench, and <laughs> yeah. then hopefully, you know, in a couple of weeks, we might have some new players through the door. It's like, well, will we? 
Yeah. yeah. The deflections were normally um, decisions, mm. like a Brentford. Mm. It was all about a decision, even though, which was correct, it, won't, it shouldn't have been a penalty, but we weren't good enough to win that football match. No. Um, this time, we got the VAR call. We couldn't do that, so it was uh, injuries, injuries. Well, we had, I'm sorry, we had two centre-halves on the bench that are internationals, mm. and one of them went to the World Cup. We haven't mm. got as bad a squad as everyone says, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, we've, yeah, I, I, I honestly don't think it's that bad. Yeah, and he says injuries, but... We had a completely changed centre back, and they were available. Yeah, we had two centre halves available. On so the bench, yeah. just yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got Sariki Dembele on the bench as well, who's a pretty decent footballer. We 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 have have got options. Um, and against Brentford, like for example, well, we lost that game. Joe Jordan Zamora was an unused sub. Mm. He just got man match in the last game. Maybe you should have bought him on. <laughs> Maybe should. So Andrew asks, as it seems Foley is keeping O'Neill, would he be the right man to try and take us back up next season? It's so hard to tell, isn't it? It's hard to tell. It is. Um, I mean, it's one of them where, ideally, you know, you you want to believe in what we've got now that he can keep us up. But going down, if 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 you had the rebuild that Parker had when obviously we we got promoted last season, you think yeah we've probably got enough, and with the parachute payments as well, mm. and keeping the players we've got, I think pretty much any manager mm. that's got you know. <clears throat> I say relative experience, obviously, mm. O'Neill, we know, hasn't got much yeah, experience. Yeah. But, you know, anyone that really can do a decent enough job should be able to get that squad of players straight back I mean, up. What players do you think we would lose? I mean, like Dom, Jeff? Yeah, Jeff would be straight up. Lloyd, maybe? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who would be looking at him on, on the mm. last month and a half and go, yeah, he, he could do a job because he's not as young as he was, mm. you know, I mean... It sounds a bit obvious, but he's not as young as he was. Yeah. Before, <laughs> yeah. Not as young as he was yesterday, either. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. true. Or even five minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's, um, but yeah, I, I think a lot of it will be obviously contract stuff as well with Jay Z and Anthony because if they haven't signed, they'll go. Um, yeah, yeah. Dom Dom's always one that you think a club that got promoted or a club that are maybe in the bottom half would would look at him and. Think I mean, that would be absolutely criminal if they go. No, it'd be ridiculous. Yeah, but um, hopefully that doesn't happen. That's not think about that too no um, I think but as, as Ollie said I think whatever manager um, should should have enough to get that group of players up but in terms of is he the right man well I don't know because he's never been a manager before in terms of uh, the players that might go we talked about Phil Bill but I'm, I'm just going to ask you quickly out of mm. 10 in terms of 10 being the top level of being upset and not, not really fussed yeah. AFCB Matt asks if Phil Bill did leave the club how upset would you be out of 10 Six. Oh, I took the words right out of my mouth. I was going for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, five, six. Um, not, not too. I mean, it, it would be a loss because of the the numbers. Mm. Uh, specifically, yeah. you know what he gives with Dom in the side. You know they work so well together. But yeah, I don't think if we, if we lose Chef, mm. I think we're in trouble. You know, yeah. I'd say this window where I mean there was a couple of people saying, oh, "Is that a goodbye clap?" A couple of weeks ago, and obviously at Brentford as well. Um, if we lose Jeff, I'll, I'll be really worried. Mm. Uh, we lose either Jay Z or Ant- um, Anthony that now, which obviously doesn't look like it's going to happen. But there are yeah. members of Anthony as yeah. well, and a couple of German clubs that that will worry me. But Phil, I, I no, I, I no. mean the numbers say yes. Yeah, yeah, but it, yeah. My sort of head says, you know, with Joe being really good at the weekend as well, mm. maybe it wouldn't be. I think it would depend the on mm. the. I went six because I kind of thought. I don't think Billings going to be here that much longer whether we go down, stay up, whatever. Mm, I don't yeah, think Billings summer's going to be... Here. But if we lost him this month, I would think, well, what does that say? Mm. We're, we're letting mm. a player that's played most of our games this season 
and we're just letting him go in a January transfer window in the relegation zone, it would confuse me. Yeah. And it would worry me, and that in a broader aspect. Um, Binning's been a good player, though. Put it that yeah, way. I want to caveat that. Binning's yeah, been, been, been good for the club, but yeah, I think I'll go six. Nikki asks, uh, okay, picture yourself. Do you remember the You Are the Ref in Shoot and Match? Oh, Shoot magazine's probably. Yeah, yeah I'm two, Shoot. No, I'm Shoot. Yeah. So they always used to have a thing called You Are the Ref, and they used to give you hypothetical scenarios. You are Gary O'Neill. Uh, what would your pitch be? Got similar experience. <laughs> what would your pitch be to prospective new team members? Go for it. What, the new players? You mean like signings? Is yeah. that what you said? Um, so how would I sell it to them? Yeah. Um, you walk in a team because we're not very good. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't say that though, would you? No, you, you'd probably say we, you know, we believe in you, you think you can help us. Um, you know, you get a lot of minutes. We're not in a good place. So, you know, if we were to, to stay up and achieve our goals, you're going to be bloody loved. Mm. Um and equally, if we go down, we're going to have a great chance to come back up. We've mm. got new owners in, new investment. We're going in the right direction. So it's going to be difficult this season, but we want you long-term for a, for a longer project. You'd be selling a dream. So, so, sort of like Foley has in terms of yeah. what, what fans oh, I mean, are expecting. Yeah, I'd be I'd be talking to him long-term. I wouldn't be talking to him short-term because mm. there's not a lot to, to to say about that at the moment. But yeah, I, I, I guess I'd just sell it to him that way. Um, I'd say, yeah, we got quite a good looking bunch so mm. you know you do well on like nights out they got a group with you <laughs> Lerm is a nice guy you can have a laugh with him um, yeah it'd be, there'll be a few little bits good podcast um, great podcast nice pet beach yeah we always got beach, a main yeah. member we got a beach yeah. that's important um, yeah uh, what do you think about the atmosphere Paul asks about the atmosphere at home games uh, Ollie I thought it was better mm. than recent times and but I've always said that are we a bit of an entitled fan base have we sort of gorged on this Eddie Howe diet of exciting football and now we're kind of realising actually most football teams are like this mm. and we're not really responding I, people talk about Blake and Hughes riding Eddie's coattails but are we as fans also because we almost expect the entertainment to come to us I always reference yeah. when Leeds were 3-1 down and their fans created a raucous atmosphere and it helped pull the team over the line they were like the 12th man but really we rely on the team to provide some inspiration to the fan base it was better and that was a result of the team being better and it was more unified but the atmosphere was it better on Saturday? Um, I think it was more I think we had more patience mm. I think because we realised that okay you know we're going to have to be in here for the long run now mm. because things aren't changing a lot of people especially after the Brentford game put a lot of pressure a lot, and obviously the Southampton game as well I mean you could look back at four or five moments in the last well, before the World Cup and obviously the five games now since that you think people have gone right that's it you know we, we've thrown the towel in mm. and then the club haven't nothing's changed and it seemingly now is that we're going to push on and try and rebuild mm. with what we've got um, so I think that was yeah there was, there was a much better atmosphere on the mm. basis of you know we're now maybe going to realise that we've got to get behind the team and when mm. we got relegated from the Premier League the only time we've been relegated from the Premier League but there were no fans yeah. so it was hard for us to actually give them that extra 12 amount of support yeah. so now we've got that opportunity I think we, you know we're all starting to realise that okay you know it's not like you say the Eddie Howe sort of mm. glorious football that we've seen you know we've not got sort of wonder goals flying every now and again mm. and you know you look back at Eddie Howe's sort of time in the Premier League 
so many I, I remember this is very random but every <laughs> single goal of the month we'd always have a goal in it yeah yeah we there would yeah be something that you'd think oh brilliant that was yeah the Richie against Sunderland yeah. the, you know the Adam Smith against Everton and all those games where like you say we're, we're losing we're not getting mm. somewhere yeah. and then suddenly you think oh it's amazing great football we got a result I think now it clicked I think the weekend that the atmosphere it's going to have to get better. Yeah, yeah. So, to help us, I, I, I do think that you you mentioned the Leeds one that, which is bang on. Um, but being every away game this season, that as of you, and all the home fans apart from Leeds, uh, <laughs> yeah. like us, it's just a not yeah. we're not we're not on our own here. No, it's away. You're better. Away fans are better. Yeah, they always have been. It's just the way it is. Um, yeah. So, but I I do think in the more, you know, more to to today and kind of what's going on at the moment in terms of atmosphere, when Neil Blake comes out. And says that the reception Gary O'Neill got mm. helped him get the job. Fans are then going to go. So if we don't want him, we got we got a, we got a kick and scream about it. Mm. And they've done that. He hasn't changed. So as Ollie said, so now we've got. Well, they ain't going to change it. So we might as well be on the boys. But I actually mm. think it was a lot of fans trying to make a point. Yeah. I, I honestly, we haven't sang the Gary O'Neill song since he got the job. There's not a lot of. Uh... Unity, well, really. No, we haven't won. We scored. It, fi- it feels like it feels like we're very much a distance from from the team at the moment. And when we're together, and when there's a siege mentality, we certainly get behind them. So, Paul, yeah. hope that's maybe answered uh, your question. And Abby, you said the same thing. Is there anything that can be done to improve, Tom? Uh, Tom. Not Tom. Tom would be on the megaphone leading the chance. That would be good. She but yeah, that her voice, unfortunately. Hopefully, we've answered that question for you. Um, Aaron K. Aaron K. asks: Even after six of the last eight years spent in the Premier League, do you think some supporters and indeed the hierarchy cannot shake the small club mentality, i.e., the current managerial setup? Uh, yeah. Do you think? That's the case? Small club mentality? I can get the... I'm obviously got new owners now, so it remains to be seen, but I can get why you would think that because I think I said it on the, on the last show, mate, since, since Eddie, obviously, we haven't really employed a manager that, that makes much sense apart from being an easy option and and we're kind of appointing managers like it's like we ain't got a choice because we're little old Bournemouth. So, but so I do get that. We're trying to shake it off, though, by the names that we're obviously trying to attract but yet not getting. Yeah. Henri, Wagner... Yeah. Bielsa, there are others. I mean, don't get me wrong, we will always have... I mean, Arnie looks like it's going to be a prime example if he ends up signing for Everton. I don't know what's going on there because Lampard looks like he's got the sack. But um, he's proven that we've said, we'll give you more money than Everton will give you. Mm. We've got a manager, Everton's not going to have one soon. Do you think that's and them... he still wants to go to Everton over us. Do you th- I mean, I don't want to be cynical, but you could say anything you wanted after a club's turned you down you could say anything like oh yeah we offered him twice as much but you're kind of saving your ass a little bit by saying that it was just a player but if you're Dan Juma and that won the case you'd say it won the case then wouldn't you I would if someone said claimed that they were going to double they didn't but I don't know I do think we probably tried and and that proves that there is always going to be we're not as big as Everton we never will be Um, but equally I know one player you know Barcelona want a bad club for Neto to leave. He could have mm. sat in Barcelona True. and himself yeah. uh, final to top the league and Celeste was their main centre-half. So, you know, we can attract these players. Um, the thing is, Dan Juma has been pushed out of the Villarreal side mm. and despite having an unbelievable season last mm. season. So, he's, like you said, he's going to come out surely and say, you know, what it was that made him move yeah, yeah. wherever he goes. Because whether it's money or, you know, whatever... He's getting straight into the Everton team. He gets yeah. straight into our team. So yeah. what is it? Yeah. I wonder why um, 
wonder why there was an explanation from the club about Dan Juma, but there wasn't about Bielsa because it was clear that we were going for yeah. Bielsa. Yeah, not but, sure. You know, I, I just wonder what, what the real reason was, but I think obviously that's quite a sensitive issue. And it players, you always will li- uh, be linked with players, therefore you can give these reasons. With managers, it, it doesn't happen so often. So I don't know, just, just interested to know, you know, what the real story was. One day, maybe that will come out when Marcelo Bielsa is our manager and we're playing this European football that Foley's promised us because we're, we're guaranteed not to go down. After four or five signings, and we're confident with Andrew. Yes. Uh, Orange FPL. Um, Ollie, I'll put this one to you. Why aren't we making our our signings now rather than at the end of the window? Because we've got two weeks now, haven't we, Mm -hmm. before the next game. It's imperative that we get them through the door. Otherwise, it's the Steve Cooper effect. But back then, he's got loads of new players to try to embed and then things are going to be shaken up a little bit and he might not have time to gel. Like, if we're going to do business, ideally, Mm -hmm. it should happen sooner rather than later, right? Well, with the games coming up, Ideally, we should have been doing it right at the start of yeah. January, where we've got games that you can look at and go, right, yeah, we can get points in. Mm. We've got Nottingham Forest coming up where it is a must-win game. You know, get three or four new players to that team completely turns the game on its head from what we saw yesterday. Uh, well, back in, you know, mm. on Saturday. So, it, I mean, yeah, for me, it's like, we. I think we have left it late, but I don't, I and mean, we don't know the ins and outs of the clubs, whether we've gone for players and things have maybe changed or mm. you know agents have got involved it's, it's very complex now to, you know compared to back in the day True. where you could just get a player you know I think more clubs will sign players later in the window it's just the mm. way it is everyone plays poker don't they you go no we want yeah. we want 10 million we want 10 million we want 10 million deadline day okay mm. we'll take 7 yeah. because you're trying to play our ball so you're always going to get them later but obviously in an ideal world and I'm sure everyone at the club is doing the same as, as you want them in earlier so then get integrated and like I say with a, a week off so to speak um, mm. I think this should be a busy week because um, I think by the, when's the Brighton it's February isn't it yeah February the 4th so yeah, so yeah it's starting isn't it, by the Brighton game so um, yeah but at the um, same time with Foley you don't want like you say clubs to be going right we'll give you 10 million for him and or oh, we want 15 million really you know mm. well 12 no 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 and then suddenly deadline day comes around and we go right 17 million we need him yeah mm. exactly and then yeah. you think you we'll know, panic we, we maybe you know blowing a budget that could have gone on this potentially new stadium that's yeah. gone out the window. Over the we done it last January and the new training ground. You mm. know, yeah. we did do it last January. We panicked, but we got away with it. So I remember Rothwell, funnily enough, mm. we were all in on Rothwell, and they were not giving us him, and we were have to go back in the summer. So we went. Oh, Campbell was available, and mm. we got him. Um, and we did do a bit of panicking last season because we want to make sure we're. He's joined Rangers, so. by the way, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, it looks like he's gone Rangers. Yeah, Campwell, he's, I mean, I don't know what's happened to him. Based off of James Hill, he's probably going to be the next world-class player as <laughs> yeah. well in that league. So. Yeah, true. Well, why, uh, Terry asks, why has a Premier League team got three kids on the bench, especially when three squad players have left out on loan? Uh, because we've had to clear the had to clear the squad to get bodies in, but then bodies aren't available yet. Mm, or yeah. We haven't got them over the line yet. We we yeah. will get players in because Watara hasn't even had to be registered. He's under twenty one and loose, so um, we've got two spots available from mm. lower Marcondas. So they'll be replaced. They just haven't been done yet, and obviously yeah. injuries. And we're just filling the bench, aren't we? Basically, I mean, probably no more to it than that. They were never, they're never going to come on mm. just to fill the fill the subs bench. So uh, let's let's we're gonna we got about five minutes left or so. Um, does the performance on Saturday make you more bullish you know have you got a little bit more optimism Ollie or are you still maybe feeling a little bit pessimistic due to certain people being around I'm not trying to put words in your mouth but uh, those are the feelings of a lot of fans I saw Robbie Sargent on Twitter uh, uh, tweeting this saying you know it was improved 
However, because of the manager that we've got at the moment, he's not feeling overly optimistic. He'd probably feel more optimistic if we made some changes in that department. Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, we've got to take, and we mentioned Everton a lot in this podcast with Dan Juma and things, but we've got to take real sort of inspiration from them last year when, yeah. you know, Lampard, I mean, he's got more experience than, than Gary O'Neill, sure, but he, he came in and, you know, really has not really the the know-how behind mm. him and the board you know the Everton board arguably is one of the worst he's seen yeah. probably ever in, in the top <laughs> flight um, but they, they they pulled through and mm. I think here we're, we're looking at it at, yeah I mean how Lampard was still here and looks like you know he's on his way out now but how he stayed there long term you know when they needed to build up the table in the Premier League yeah. was a mistake but if we stay up with Gary O'Neill Okay, Gary O'Neill's probably not going to be there next season. You know, he's probably we're going to probably rebuild again if we can can stay up. If we go down, like you say, maybe mm. he, he's the man to take us back up again. But I think now I'm optimistic in the sense of we've got past the original barrier of everyone going against you know or, or just giving up almost mm. and thinking, well, what's the answer? Do we go out and you know? Hello, is that Bielsa on the phone again? Yeah, uh, yeah it's, uh, unblock me, please. Unblock the phone. <laughs> you don't know who it's going to be, you know, that comes in, and that and that was a question that people asked, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. If, if O'Neill goes, who comes in? Well, I yeah. think it's. I think the only you said about how do I feel now after the game? I think my only kind of thing is that there's a few bad teams. I don't think Southampton are that great. Mm. Um, Wolves struggle to score goals, but they. Everton Both those price. sides have showed little oh, seeds of. Oh, trust me. If you're asking me honestly, I, I mean, I, you know, I try. I always want to be positive. I'll be absolutely stunned if we stay. I think there's more chance of Scott Parker winning the Champions League with Club Bruges. <laughs> I, I, I don't see. I love. I, all I want is this to be clipped up and me be completely wrong, mm. mate. But honestly, I would be absolutely shocked. Have you seen our fixtures as well? Yeah. We just. I think slight improvement. That was. That was. We've. Played for if you said our most winnable games, we've played Forest at home, we've played Southampton at home, we've played Everton at home, we've played Palace at home, we've played them all. We've got all the hard fixtures. I, I don't see with in previous seasons with Eddie always thought we could a little surprise here and there we're going to beat Chelsea. We don't do that because you saw how we set up at Chelsea. Chelsea hadn't won a game in God knows yeah. how long and we set up against them like, oh, it's Chelsea. I, yeah, I, I, I honestly, mate, I want to be more positive, but I've got to be honest and there's no way, in my opinion, we stay up. So oh, I'd be absolutely stunned. So what uh, positions do we need to... Look, I mean, look, if it's done, if it's pretty much done, uh, what do the board do? Do they sign players to keep us up or players to get us up next season? Because there's a difference in there. Yeah, I'd, I don't know. I think you've got to have a crack because of the, mm. the points and, as I said, some of the teams around us. You've got, you've got to try and stay up. I mean, there's quite a few teams in the mix. Yeah, like. yeah. You've got, you've got to go for it. And um, if they've got this money and blah, 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 you've got to go for it. Um, Maybe we'll beat Man City this time round. No, we won't. <laughs> um, I, I'm actually, yeah, I'm concerned with the way you, you, know, you look at some of these teams and Harlan and things. I, I'm concerned that there could be a, we could get a slap in soon. Mm. And that, that Maybe might. Maybe Parker was right. We might see another nine here. Yeah, we, no, we, we might. Well, I, I think we might maybe not nine but I think we might yeah. um, see something like that soon if we're not careful but listen there's what, yeah I know what you're saying I think we can maybe I, the only the most positive thing is probably Jamal Lowe's a good championship player yeah. go down Sadie's looking alright yeah. James Hill looks like he might be able to cope next season so we should come back up and maybe get Gavin Kilkenny back as well yeah we'll have a few options Let's bring the team back together but it's the, I think it's the first time I think we said this going into the Forest game I thought Forest must win we got to win we got to see a performance we got to see a lot more get some bodies through the door and then you never know I think not winning that Forest game for me with the fixtures coming up mm. is going to wiggle out I mean you're talking Brighton away 
Wolves away, Newcastle home, City home. And Arsenal that's the problem, isn't it? It's teams like Brighton. We've got that, to go to Brighton and get so. We yeah. Get no, well, yeah. that's it. You know, there are teams like that that are getting so much better and we've been left behind, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, you look at these games and the games we're going to have to suddenly pull out results in and you're telling me that that improved performance against Forest looks like we can surprise people with results at Brighton or against Newcastle or at no chance. Yeah. I'll be shocked. A lot of things need to change. The, 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 the lucky thing is we're not completely out of it. If we were we're not drift. To no, drift, yeah. you look at it and you. And now we are starting to look at, well, okay, who have we got to take us back up? Sort mm. of thing. Yeah. But we are only... You know, there's only like four points between like bottom of the table and like 13th. Yeah. The, you, what we have to look at as well, though, is that we were at one point, I think like seventh in the table, sixth in the table, mm. during a game that yeah, I'm yeah. Up losing. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I think, you know, we were like 12th under, under Gary O'Neill when mm. we had that unbeaten run and, you know, was, oh, this is amazing, <laughs> you know. And now we are really falling down the table. Yeah. We were at 14th one point on Saturday, weren't we? Like yeah, during, yeah, when we on, scored, we yeah, yeah, no, there was a decent spell, but yeah, as I said, well, we, we beat Brighton and suddenly we back up at like of yeah. course, it's more what we're seeing on the pitch and the fixtures is is the the concern. I mean, I'm trying to think of a good let's, fixture we have. Come on, Maybe, let's raise some spirits. Well, we've here. got we still got to play struggling Fulham at home. Yeah, struggling, we'll worrying about Europe. They are season, struggling. So they are struggling. struggling. <laughs> yeah, struggling there. You know that Juventus got deducted fifteen, 15 points. points yeah. If we got given them, we'd be with Fulham. Yeah, struggling with Fulham. Uh, so if they gave us fifteen points, yeah. oh, we'd be competing with Fulham again. If only that could happen. Yeah. Well, gents, it's been uh, an absolute pleasure. Oh, we got a video coming out this week. Our away day review, Brentford. Ollie, you went. Quick word on the experience there. Did you like it? Uh, yeah. Not the game. Not the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not the game. The the stadium was quite cool. Yeah, the ground ticked off, so it was yeah, it was good fun. Uh, I missed kick off. Yeah. I got there three hours before the game. Missed kick off. As you do, no, <laughs> fair you know. But no, it was it was yeah. Apart from the football, yeah, yeah, um, and the, the temperature, it was it was good. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, on the YouTube channel later this week, myself and Tom are going to be going over that, and then we're going to be putting it in our tier list. Hope you enjoyed the show today. Let us know what you think in the comments and whether there's any questions you want us to tackle. We'll be back next week for another chat. Hopefully, there'll be some new <sighs> names through the mate. door, but we'll see. Tom, it's been a been a pleasure as always yeah of course it has I'm normally this positive I'll be interested to see what people think now because I'm not feeling it at the moment which is a shame and I'm actually weirdly thinking I'm glad we haven't got a game Uh, well if you're feeling it for a long time if you're feeling negatively then at least it's no surprise if you know the inevitable happens yeah just kind of protecting ourselves enjoy it and hopefully just just yeah attack teams go for it enjoy it no expectation now no pressure on the players hopefully never know never know Ollie thanks for coming on really appreciate it mate good fun I enjoyed it get my yellow tie ready yeah. Watch the transfers come yeah. in. Next time we play, we'll have a whole new squad. Oh, we'll be buzzing after winning yeah. at the Alex Hall. Yeah, Ooh. we will be. Look, whether you've been listening on the audio pod or you've been watching on YouTube, there's a thing you can do. Just give us a retweet or share it on social media, but also give us a like as well. We truly appreciate it. And, it, and if you haven't subscribed, what? Well, I, I, well, I, I don't know what you're doing. Make sure you press that red button and. Make sure it's not red anymore. Turn it grey and we would truly appreciate your support. Thank you also to the Kofi members that uh, kindly sponsor us every week. Your contributions help us to pay for these facilities and we want to do bigger and better things on the channel. So if you can lend your support, details are coming up in about 10 seconds. Until the next video, up the cherries. Up cherries. Richie. Beyond Walker. Q. 
Social Podcast Network. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 